Nick Skills, like to me, was like a really in in control horse. He 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 knew what he was doing. He's like, you know, the kid that like studies the tape and knows the weaknesses where life is good shows up and like, yeah, he has the same kind of style, but he hasn't watched a game film. He doesn't care. (laughs) He doesn't care who he's playing. He's just like, let me go kill anything in my path. I'm going to do whatever I want. This jockey on my back. I don't give a shit about this guy. I don't care who it is. Hope he hangs on. Right. (laughs) Like that's what he reminds me of. Like he really kind of just does whatever the hell he wants. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the Website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your your bets, racingdudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Haltzman. It's Thursday, August 11th, and this is Blake Yourself. What's up, man? Reminds me of Top Gun, the new, like, intro a little bit, right? <laughs> oh, I know. I like it. He always changes up the music, I feel like. I know that they finally got one that, that's uh, consistent, but no, uh, definitely, I guess, I got, like I told him, I, I heard, first heard it, it definitely had like an 80s. Has an eighties eighties vibe to it, so I dig it. Yeah, I think it's Top Gun. I, it really was like I I'd only heard that one once or twice, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he does. He does do things. Ma- Magic Mike had a new thing. People were kind of pissed about it, though. Yeah, it was too short. They said apparently. Yeah. So, um, no, I said I think I said uh, Stranger Things. It reminded me of Stranger Things a little bit. A, a little bit. bit of, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I can yeah. See that. Should we? Hang on. Let's let's, let's listen to. It. Yeah, the the beginning is for sure. It's all it's eighties all the way. It definitely like Top Gun and Stranger Things had a baby, and now we're on Racing Dudes. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, you are in a different location at the same location. Um, we we had to delay the the beginning of this a little bit uh, with some internet tech difficulties. What's new on your end? So, uh, but you're here. So how's uh, how's New York treating you? It's been good. It's been good. I went to Fenway Park last night, and that was awesome. First time ever there, and it was really, really, it, it lived up to the billing. It was awesome. Um, while I was gone, the internet was upgraded. It is great. But come to find out, I'm upstairs. The modem is downstairs, and they don't really have, like, a, a router that can reach very far. So I had to move downstairs last minute. Um, but... I am here and it's working, so we'll take it as a win. So step one, we've got the modem internet fixed. Step two, router. At this point, you're just like, we're leaving soon, so just we're just gonna deal with it. Yeah, 
I'm the only one that goes upstairs, so it'll probably be fine for them. Uh oh, he he's cut. He he did a little bit of uh oh. Oh no, oh no. You guys might get more of me on the show. Um, we'll see. I don't know. This is uh, might have to go to Starbucks. No. Okay. Anyways, um, if he freezes, I'll just I'll just pick things up and uh, you know, this is you know, liquors off. Uh, well, I don't know, Jason. It might be. I think Starbucks might be better at this point because. Can everybody see me? I think I'm back. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Oh, good. You, just, you might cut out occasionally. So, um, before we get it, we have a lot of turf racing that's going to happen this weekend with, uh, you know, of course, the uh, the Arlington races at, not Arlington, at Churchill Downs. <laughs> and uh, it's an awesome turf course they've got going on there. And, of course, the four-star day, the mega five-horse field in the four-star day. We'll talk about some, some of those races. But um, you were at the track last weekend for the Whitney we had an unbelievable day. You, we cashed in. You cashed in. Um, we all cashed in. A lot of people cashed in on that early pick five on Whitney Day. It was huge for over 10, uh, 10K when you include the pick four. Um, so ma- massive day. But you were there for the Whitney, of course, as well. Life is good. How good is he? Oh, I think he's as, as good as, as we've seen in the last few years. I, I don't think there's any doubt um you know we talked about how good nick's go was last year and we know that this horse is better than him he dusted him at, in the pegasus thought he was awesome in the race he took it to him early like we thought he would and uh you know turned for home they started to get to him a little bit and they just shook the reins gave him a couple whips and he was gone again so i thought he was awesome uh i know a lot of people don't think that um listen the track was pretty weird after that rain you know, yeah. you look at the other races, the speed did not really hold up all that well. And this is a horse that it was very hot and humid. And, you know, he had the excuses that you would like to have for a horse to lose, yet he won uh, a grade one at Saratoga. And he did it pretty easily. So I, I don't know why people are upset with him. <laughs> I'm certainly not. I thought he was I thought he was awesome. And I thought it was just a, a fantastic performance by him. And they're coming for the top of the stretch. And it is Life is Good, the leader. Hot Rod Charlie now makes his run at the outside of Life is Good. So it's Life is Good. Hot Rod Charlie, Happy Saver has come through down on the inside. And Olympiad is next. And they're moving for the eighth pole down on the inside it is happy saver trying to get to life is good life is good now moves down to the inside happy saver had a view there and then it is hot rod charlie and they're coming for the finish it is life is good still in front life is good is the winner by two lengths yeah you know we were uh we were doing the you know we, me and magic were on the live stream and and of course i was kind of running you know social as well and it was just like immediately everyone just felt like they hated that, you know, oh, you know, if they were against them, it was, oh, he won, but I don't know, like, going longer, he's he's a total play against, I don't like him. Um, we saw the same thing, you know, honestly, with Golden Powell the day before, um, same thing, where he won, uh, oh, I, I cannot wait to play against that horse next time out, and it's like, I feel the same way about both horses, like, they both ran huge races, and even though it was maybe not what you – were envisioning. I don't know if they thought life is good to win by 20 or something. He needed to win by 20 and, and golden pal. I don't know if you thought they thought that he had to go gate to wire in order to look good. I don't know, but it just seems like people are ready to play against both of these horses. Uh, next out certainly life is good. Yeah. Uh, when we get to, the, when we get to the classic. 
does seem that way, doesn't it? And, uh, you know, I, I definitely think uh, if a horse like Flight Line shows up, runs well Pacific Classic, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to play him. To beat life is good, sure. But the rest of them, no, not at this point. I would play life is good over them. That's that's It's just that simple to me. You know, people are like, he can't get the distance. Well, he galloped out okay, <laughs> right? Like, he was like six lengths ahead of everybody else. And usually, people are like, look at the gallop out. It was unbelievable. Well, everybody was like, no, he's terrible. Listen, people, I, I don't know what, what people want from horses, right? Like, Golden Pal, goes, you mentioned him. He goes to Saratoga for whatever, like, the most bizarre, if that was true, that that was planned to take him off the most bizarre strategy maybe in the history of the game to take away <laughs> the best breaking and, and fastest turf horse we've seen in the last few years. He did. He, he had to pass horses. He ran a hundred buyer. He won a graded six race at Saratoga. I went away going, well, that was pretty good considering I thought he was going to finish like fifth when he wasn't on the lead. And then this life is good. Like just easily wins a race where, Everybody thought Olympiad was pretty good. And everybody thought Hot Rod Charlie could press him, which was just a laughable thought um, <laughs> just because of what we've seen from Hot Rod Charlie and all this and that. And then I, you know, I, I got, I got back to the hotel. I was like, yeah, he ran great. And get on Twitter. It's like, God, every horse sucks and every track sucks and every bet sucks. So you know what I did, Jared? I got off Twitter and I really haven't been back on it because it just, it's awful. Congratulations. You must feel amazing. Because yeah, I mean, it's, it's really is awful. Um, there's some great people on Twitter, but man, it's just like, I, I guess they want them to run backwards in the stretch and still win. Like that might impress some people. I don't know. Well, it's, and it's funny because if, if it's like, they're the same people that's, if, if it's, it's a small field, it's, and they win by 10. Well, he didn't, you know, he didn't beat anything. Yeah. And it's like, you never can get, Oh, he's asleep. He's, oh no, he's back. Okay. <laughs> uh it's like you're sleeping for a second on me which sometimes might happen when i'm talking but no i do think uh you know life is good it he's certainly you know happy saver and and uh you know hot rod they are what they are i don't you know i don't think there's a lot to be said about you know there are people bitching about you know whether it would with happy saver going or with Irad going over onto Happy Saver. You know, Velasquez was like, we never were cut off. It never stopped at my momentum. Like, I, I couldn't object because there was nothing to object. Um, I think it looked worse than it did. But to my point is, when you look at the two horses that life is good, well, let's say three. Jackie got the best of them, but that was obviously going a distance that we're not talking about today. Um, but you look at the really good horses that he's faced. Nick's go. He just does. And then Olympiad, he goes into this race. So, okay, Olympiad's the horse that can do it. And he, he not only did he beat both of them, but he just like discouraged both of them mightily. That took them completely out of their elements. I mean, Olympiad just said, fuck this. I am not, I, I can't chase him. I can't get close. And he quit. I mean, he just plain and simple quit. Where, you know, and then life, or, you know, uh, happy saver and hot rod do what they do where they just kind of grind home. And that's kind of how they, they run. But when you talk about that matchup, when the, the big horse Olympiad, who he had to face, it was never even close. I mean, he tried to make it close. And then on that backstretch, life is good. Just kind of separated like he can and does. And he just 
we just ran away from him. It was not close at all. Yeah, I think what life is good and what Nick's go could do as well was speed that pace up, but still able to finish, right? So a lot of times when a horse it goes fast early, well, they're going to come back to you. That These horses, like life is good and Nick's go and the elite ones, they don't. So all of a sudden you're running faster than, than ever uh, to try to keep up with them. Then you move into them and try to make that closing kick or even not even a closing kick, just you're a couple of links back and you want to get even with them or something like that going into that turn. And you don't have as much energy because you've been running faster and then they're not stopping. And then I think what happened with Olympiad, he made the move and it's like, I can't get to him. And so he just kind of threw in the towel a little bit, you know? Um, And I think that's why you kind of saw a horse like Happy Saver get second because he kind of just does the same thing, whether life is goods out there, whether Flatline's out there, whether whoever's out there, take him back, make a run. Hey, if they all kind of, not all, but if most of them kind of stop, I'll beat them. But if any of them stop, I'm going right by him because I'm just making that same run every time. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie, I think, again, it's 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 like they need to make up their mind with him. Either send him and get him out there or take him from off the pace. But this in-between stuff, it's not going to work for him. If you remember, like his races where he's looked the best, they've been aggressive, right? And it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is good in the race, but you know what? Like in the Belmont, you set a pretty fast pace and kept going, right? Try it. What's I mean, unless you just like getting thirds and seconds, right? right. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's the case. I know. I keep thinking that we're going to see that again, and it, just, it never happens. They have no interest yeah. in, in getting him right to the lead. And and let's be honest, like you said, because, uh, you know, that day in the Belmont, you thought, well, he's, he's going to quit. He, he's got to quit, and he didn't. And, and I don't know that he's going to, like – that's going to factor in. Like, I think he would still probably get second or third if he went to the lead and it just, you know, just got past whatever. Like he's that kind of horse. He's gutty, but he doesn't, he doesn't factor in. He doesn't threaten when he's runs this style. He, he feels a little bit like he doesn't really like to pass horses. I know he's passed a few, but it seems to me that he's not real interested in doing that. You know? Yeah. yeah, He's a problem. Cause if there's a fight, he's not, He's grindy. He's got heart. He's grindy. But if there's a fight, he's not super interested in in getting his nose ahead. If he's ahead of you, he'll do it. But if he's behind you and it's getting close, he doesn't really want to go through. I don't think anybody on the stream right now thinks that, like, Happy Saver has more talent than Hot Rod Charlie. I don't know. Maybe there are a few. And that's that's your opinion. It's fine. It's really not mine. I think think Hot Rod Charlie is more talented than Happy Saver. But – when you get in a situation like that, I was not surprised that he did not go by Happy Saver, even though it really looked like he should have and could have, right? So, listen, it, it, I thought it was a fascinating race there for a second, watching two horses, you kind of know what they're going to do every time, just kind of do that, you know, and mm-hmm. just, you just kind of chuckle, and it's like, somehow, Happy Saver, again, gets second in a race where it's like, he really isn't the second best horse, yeah, and you know, you're right, Jason. That track was the track already is a tiring track. It's been a tiring track this meet. Um, and then it was in that weird. I hate when it's like that. I mentioned it on the live stream. I hate when you have that rain in the middle of a card and it's not fast anymore and it's not sealed any, you know, it's just like in that middle ground that you don't know really what, you know, uh Saint Tappet ran right but the was the first dirt race after that and Clearly, he hated the track. Of course, he still he still he still outclassed him, but he hated the track. Yeah. And you know, they said that, reportedly, anyways, that 
um, life is good, maybe had some, you know, muscle issues, like maybe he was getting like wearing down on that track a little bit after the race. And so you could, you could argue that too. Don't think the track did anyone any favors. Let's put it that way. It didn't feel like it at all. And you had the, you had the test that was a very odd race won by a horse that was, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that horse was haveable, but it was, you, you have to say it was an odd winner and the way they all came together and you can talk about that all you want till you blew in the face, but it was, just, it was an odd race. So the three races right after were odd. And it is, it's like when that rain comes, especially the eighth race for St. Tappet, there's just not a lot you could do with the track. Like they're going to get out there and some are going to love it and some are going to hate it. And it just so happened in that race, one of the horses that hate it still won. And you said it best. He's just like, he was just way better, but Everybody's like, oh, what a green horse. I don't really think he's green. I just think he was hating life out there on the track, but still said, oh, hell, I'll go, I'll go beat these horses, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think there were a lot of horses that just hated the track uh, after that rain. And I mean, maybe that's with Olympiad. I, I'm willing to give Olympiad, and I'm like, I'm not throwing throwing the towel in on him. Um, but you know, some horses just didn't really handle it. And yeah, life was good, was very hot as well, uh, which again you know, a lot of the horses were hot. It was a, it felt like a, I don't know, like the, like the, like the freaking jungle out there or something like the rainforest. It was, <laughs> I'm telling you when that, after the rain was over, it was humid. Holy hell. Was it humid? And, you know, he walked by and he was sweating a little bit, not like just on the neck, not in like, you know, areas of concern. So again, overall, he ran a 107 buyer. He ran like a huge ass time for him. He, and he won a grade one Whitney by like two legs. So I, I can't just sit here and go, well, I hate him after that. You know? Yeah. It was like a one thirty-six or something time form is the high, the high uh, time form of, of August, at least um, this year at Saratoga. So I anywhere, think I think that's the highest time form other than flight line. I think he got like one thirty-seven or eight or something for the, for the Met mile, but they're up there in the high one thirties. If you, if you don't really know time form or you're not, uh, you're not familiar with it. Anytime you get into the one thirties, that is elite status and uh, yeah that's both these horses listen and again i i don't want to sit here and, and 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 say that i think life is good will beat flatline i i'm not i'm not sure that that's the case i think flatline is on that other level but listen that these two are, are are very close i think well we have we'll find out right um i mean Hopefully. i think that obviously it might although i don't think either one of us hope this happens but it might make things easier if if uh he doesn't like to go the mile and a quarter uh, that is flight line in the Pacific classic. And then you say, okay, well, I don't have to worry about making that decision because they're not going to both be in the race, but um, yeah, it, that, and certainly it makes more matter. If he goes out there and looks really good and he is a classic horse, like they, they're thinking he is makes your, just, it's tough, right? Because you got two horses who are very good at doing front end, you know, being very fast and how, you know, I, I personally think flight lines, the faster of the two and, you know, what does life is good do? We saw life is good. You know, can he, can he track? Can he, you know, is he as good tracking? I don't know. I mean, go, especially going two turns. So um, it definitely adds a little bit of a wrinkle depending on how we see, you know, it, I, I have a hot flight. I've stayed. I noticed you did too. Did you keep, you kept flight line number one in your, in your classic rankings, right? Yeah. In the classic rankings uh, I do for sure. And to your comment about, you know, both of them are fast. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think Flightline might be 
No, I'm going to disagree. I think life is good as the faster horse early. I really do. But the big key to what I'm saying is I don't think Flightline has any interest off rate uh, on rating like rating off the off the pace. So and I and we saw I we, we saw Flightline sit, right? Where life is good. We've never really seen him sit. He just breaks and goes, and that's it. And it's like, come get me. And if you can't, it's going to get embarrassing for you if you don't finish with anything because I'm gone. This flightline horse, I think he's got the mind to sit and, and, and let him kind of tire himself out. Life is good and go get him. And I think that might be the difference between the two. Because when the Met Mile, when that happened, it, it, and he got cut off and he had to take him back, while that wasn't the plan, it really showed another dynamic, right? Yeah. So, well, you got to think, think if that happened, if that would have happened to life is good, he just would have said, fuck, I'm just getting, I'm getting to the lead no matter what. Exactly. He would have taken off and he probably would have been good enough to beat him, but it would have got sketchy because he just would have put his head down and went and went forward. This guy out sprinted Jackie's warrior to the lead in a seven furlong race. Like that's how fast he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it just, so I think with flight line, it's just, he's naturally so much faster than everybody else that he's fallen on the lead until somebody said, I'm taking it to you. And then Flightline was like, okay, I'll just take back and let you be dumb. And that's fine. So I think he can do that to life is good. Yeah. It'd be amazing to see life is good. Get to the lead and, and Flightline just sitting right off of him. And yeah. you get to see that. I mean, because, because we know one thing, life is good. is not quitting. You know, he's going to keep going and uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully we get that matchup um, in the classic, of course, but yeah, the, the things, I don't know about you. I, I today I ranked the top five uh, dis, distaff horses, and that division seems very top heavy as well right now. Um, whereas I think the classic is, you know, but but at also the same time, you, I feel like we're this next two months. You know, we are because we are less than three months out. Um, these next two months, one slash two races, depending on who you, who uh, who we're talking about, is going to help make those decisions for us in terms of who we're going to go with. Can you know, uh, can Flightline go two turns? Can, um, you know, can Latruska bounce back, you know, in a race? You know, so there's a lot of decisions to be made here as we uh, end the summer, which is hard to believe. We're already almost mid-August. So, yeah, lots of decisions to be made um, as we get closer to the, the – it's hard to uh, – dude, we're like – we're one prep away, basically. I mean, these a lot of these horses are about to make their last preps for these Breeders' Cup races. Yep. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. And yeah, the the distaff division's no different. Um, I think it's I think the the older Phillies and mares have been um, sketchy. Let's say I, Clary Air has been fantastic. Well, don't let me take anything away from from her at all. Clear number one uh, in that division, like you said, as far as the older ones. And then Ness is a clear number one for the three year olds, and I don't think that's really close. So yeah, it's odd, but I, I'm with you. It's like. Some four-year-old like Latrusco, we know can can kick Clarier's ass, right? But not the Latrusco we saw last time. She couldn't beat you, so right, you know, literally, right? It she's and and that's that's kind of what I alluded to on the which, by the way, spoiler alert, should be on our YouTube page here soon. Um, but yeah, I kind of alluded to that where it's like with Latrusco, you don't really know what you're going to get each time. You yeah. might she might she might just cruise, or she might get tenth um yeah. she's a hard one to trust i feel like nest clarier you can trust right now but even secret oath you can't really trust um you can't really trust malathot to get the job done 
You can't trust Latruska. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to trust some of these horses right now, whereas I feel like Nest um, and, frankly, Clarier right now, more than anyone, you can really trust. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly right. And I just feel like with the older ones, at least there's a few that may have some potential. Where With Nest, it's like, where does the challenge come from in your three-year-old Philly division? Like, I don't – I like Secret Oath as a horse, but I have no confidence that she can turn the tables on Nest at this point. Uh, who else is in the division, right? So I, I just kind of feel like she's going to roll into the Breeders' Cup with a ton of steam. She, I mean, let's face it, next weekend in the Alabama, come on, like going a mile and a quarter, you think who is going to challenge this? This is right. This is what the horse really wants to do. She should be yeah. better at a mile and a quarter than a mile and an eighth. So mm-hmm. she might be like eight to five come Breeders' Cup distaff if, if she does what we think she's going to do. Yeah, what's amazing, that was my top six. I, I put I, I put six in their total, and, like, we're going to see five of them match up, basically. You're going to see, um, you know, Clarier and, and Malathot and Latruska, hopefully, in the personal inside. And then, of course, you're going to see the rematch, 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 whatever, how many times they've <laughs> but Nest and Secret Hills. So um, Dave wants to know, this far into the careers, what comps would you have for these stars? So let's say, I think you and I both agree – Flight line reminds us a little bit of Pharaoh. We've we've both we've both alluded to that. Um, obviously, accomplishment wise, you know, at this point, Pharaoh had won the Triple Crown, of course, um, won the half school. You know, he was unbelievable. But from a mindset standpoint, you can see some comparisons on on how they run, and I think you kind of alluded to that as well with just how smart he is um, in these. So what we saw in the Met Mile, particularly. Yeah, he uh, Flightline was the arrogant American Pharaoh type, um, you know, not as durable and not running as many times or as in many big races, but from a talent and kind of a running style. If you remember arrogant and Pharaoh both, they could take it to you early if they fell onto the lead and they were dangerous. They could also sit off and be dangerous as well. So, uh, like I said, that that kind of comes from your mind if they know really exactly what they're doing. Life is good. Uh, you know, I was talking to Paul about this uh, a little bit. He is a little like Nick's go where yeah. it's like, I'm just going to the front. I don't have any other style, any other way to do it, but I do it. So um, in such an elite manner that it doesn't really matter because you can't do anything about it without killing yourself out of the race. Right. So uh, he is like that in a way he's different from Nick's go. And the fact that Nick's goes like, to me was like a really in, in control horse. He, he, he knew what he was doing. He's like, you know, the kid that like studies the tape and knows the weaknesses where life is good shows up and like, yeah, he has the same kind of style, but he hasn't watched a game film. He doesn't care. About <laughs> film. He doesn't care who he's playing. He's just like, let me go kill anything in my path. I'm going to do whatever I want. This jockey on my back. I don't give a shit about this guy. I don't care who it is. Just hope he hangs on. on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what he reminds me of. Like he really kind of just does whatever the hell he wants. And so, yeah, I mean, he's like, um, He's kind of like a Liam's map a little bit, I think, too. Um, not that Liam's map was the, had that kind of attitude, but just just run as fast as you can, and and, and you got to come get me, and good luck, you know? You know, I talk about Liam's map. I I don't know if you saw this, but Pletcher still talks about, even though he brought up Liam's map losing the Whitney, how, it, how that has haunted him. Literally, 
how how much he still talks about it and to, so that uh, he alluded to it because the life is good one you know got, you know and but it's like that was just one of the most brutal losses uh for uh, i remember wa- watching that race very very like where we were at what we were doing watching and could not believe he lost it's crazy because we were watching the race like you said at, at jethro's in iowa with kelby and, of course, he had some interest because Miss Macy Sue was uh, the dam of Liam's map and a horse that his dad trained and, and the best horse his dad's ever trained other than maybe the one that's up here now, uh, Ain't Life Grand, who was a not this time, who was out of Miss Macy Sue. So <laughs> you see that had the line there and how important that horse is. And uh, Liam's map was one of her first, and it, it was just gut-wrenching. And if you remember, I know you do, but people listening, if you remember, if you go back and watch that Whitney where – uh, Liam's map lost uh, to uh, honor code. Mike Smith never really asked her or asked him to run and down the stretch and got caught. And I just can't, I keep thinking, God, if you just would have had one, one whip, maybe that would have made a nose difference. Right. So yeah, I, that's, that's funny that he mentioned it because I think about that every Whitney. I, I think about that. Dude, it was, it was so, it was so brutal. Because it's like you said, I mean, it, you just, you, you like, you knew this, he just was standing up. Mike was on the horse and you just knew that he, you were going to witness and you're, you kept waiting. Like, what are you doing? What are you it's, doing? It's one of the five. Top, well, I'd say I'd put it like one of the top three, like worst beats that i remember you know that are actually came at big races you had bad beats every week right but like this was like i can't believe that horse just lost right (laughs) and we were so high on the horse too that makes it worse um yeah it's it is what it is there we go yeah i have to relive it thanks jared appreciate that you're welcome you're welcome i mean we might as well right we're talking about it how much how how much it hurt might as well talk about it well let's look he was five to one um no i know i know and you can see him i mean he's just cruising like they're going fast but he's just cruising it's a long long way yeah and so there you go think of life as good when you're watching leaves crap that's kind of why i said it he just gets out in front he gets into that cruising and the speed for the he's a lot like nick's go to he looked a lot like nick's go to um coloring wise and, and now look at this like he's gonna dust moreno here Rodeo and it's like oh my god this is a monster this is a monster we thought you know and he and you remember he didn't come into this race you know he hadn't run a stakes race at all yet he was very untested that was why he's five to one and look at right here you're thinking this race is look i mean it's just he's it's way over yeah he's doing everything a speed horse should do he's opening up i mean it just looks amazing you see honor code out here in the middle uh with the white blaze on the far outside he's gonna go inside here now still, i still don't know how he lost i don't either like right here it's like he's got to look at mike smith just hand ride I'm just gonna hand ride into the finish because we're way ahead. Oh wait! Uh, too late. You got nailed. And every with every step, we were like, "Please ask him. Like, are you gonna shake him up? Or are you just gonna sit there?" And yeah. And then the horse goes on to you know, by the way, with the new jockey and just dust him, dust him in the Woodward. Yeah. Going on like like it's like okay no that's what we were that's what we were hoping you would do 
So, anyways. Yeah. You saw Tonalist get up for third. That was a great Whitney with Liam's map and Tonalist and, and uh, uh, Honor Code. Um, it Like, we didn't we didn't dislike. We love Tonalist, obviously, and we certainly didn't dislike Honor Code, but, <laughs> you know, we, we were so high on Liam's map, and that was just... What are you going to do? Yeah, because yeah, that was one of those things, like... like uh, you know, the, like I said, the horse was untested going into this. You had all the steam, but we had, we knew how much they liked the horse. You just based off the connections. Now yeah. you're finally getting, you know, you're getting that five to one and this horse is cruising at the top of stretch. You're thinking, just ask, just, just, just separate and do something. And the whole time you're screaming, ride him. <laughs> and, and he got beat by a great horse. That's the, you know, of course the horse went on to win the Breeders' Cup um, dirt mile by, Oh, just missed the break that day. Yeah. Had to come from out of it. Just this horse was an absolute freak. I mean, this, this horse only ran three stakes races in his career, but my goodness, was he talented? Yeah, he was awesome. And you're right. The day of the Breeders' Cup, uh, it was incredible because he missed the break, and we had everything like going through him. We singled him. All anything you want to think about, we had. I think we played him to win. I mean, we had everything. And he missed the break. And I think we were standing next to Aaron West, who I saw last weekend, uh, by the way. And uh, we're standing next to him. And he's like, basically, oh, my God. Like, he's not going to win. And he was throwing his head up and everything. And then he he came home and just crushed that field. So, yeah, it was. Anyways, that was, uh, that was a Keeneland. We're back at Keeneland this yep. year. So, let's get into some racing uh, talk for this weekend. Today's show, we're going to preview and get picks for Saturday's $1 million Arlington Million at Churchill Downs, not Arlington, and the $500,000 four-star Dave at Saratoga. They were giving some rapid-fire selections for the remaining stakes action uh, this weekend at Churchill Downs, Del Mar, and Saratoga. Let's go! It's a jungle in here. I've got dogs whining, cats meowing, dark <laughs> no man. No internet. Well, your internet's good now. You're standing on top of the modem, so you're good. This next week, when you get the blinkers off, when I'm at home, I, I'll have a smile. I'm gonna look like the Joker. I'm gonna have such a smile on my face. It's gonna be a different. Honestly, because Haltman, I knew he went to. I knew you went to Fenway, but I, for some reason, thought he was leaving. Like he was on gonna be home today for this week's pod, and I was like, "Hey, are you on your way home?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, awesome. Uh, so I just assumed, I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, that'd been a long ass drive to leave right after the game, but I, my mind was just thinking you would be here. And so when I, we, when you jumped on and of course you were the other background was like, Oh shit, here we go. And then here, uh, here came the internet issues to follow. So I can't wait till you're home. I'm, you know, I'm going to, obviously we have to go to the Travers. Um, after that, I'm not traveling for a while. Don't ask me to go anywhere after that. I'm I'm staying at the house. Breeders' Cup. That's it. Okay, yeah, I'll go to that. I'm going to the Travers and the Breeders' Cup, and that's it. The rest of the year. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I'm not so I'm going too. So Jason, we had dial up until this was upgraded. So Yeah. They're they're starting to everyone's starting to wonder, you know, why the your uh, Heather's mom's house. The phone line has always been busy. Because Alter's <laughs> yeah, yeah. been on the internet all the time working. Like, well, Why like, can't get a hold of you? Family members are like, just come over here. It's fine. And you go over there and it's like, okay, yeah, like it will open a web browser. Yeah, sure. And get your to your email and your Facebook. But 
stream a video is you gotta have a little more than what you guys have, you know? And Dolph and the Arlington Million. Let's go to Churchill Downs on Saturday. This is gonna feel weird to say. Let's go to Churchill Downs on Saturday for the Arlington Million. There you go. I didn't, you know, I almost said, let's go to Arlington for the, no, let's go to Churchill. Race 11, Saturday, the Arlington Million Stakes, grade $1 million for three-year-olds and up, going one and one-eighth miles on the turf. Field of nine uh, lines up for this one. It, it, to me, and I'll just be honest, it, it, we've seen better Arlington Millions. Smooth When Smooth Like Straight is your five-to-two morning line favorite, and no offense to Smooth Like Straight, I think, I think he's a good horse, but when he's the five-to-two favorite for the grade one, one million dollar Arlington uh million uh that doesn't scream really good arlington million running um yeah it's this, this is bad uh listen i i hate this i'm just gonna say it i hate this day um yes we'll cover it yes i'll have rockets i will have rockets up for it but i hate this day i hate it because this is not this is not like the arlington million used to be so much fun it's like you're in the middle of like this Del Mar, Saratoga, and, and you're focusing. It's like, oh, cool. Now we got a day at Arlington, and like it's supported by really good people. And the Arlington course is really a, a great race, uh, like a turf course, and blah, blah, blah. Now we're at Churchill. We haven't ran a race over this trash ass fucking <laughs> turf course in months because horses were breaking down on it during the meet. We saw, we've seen horses come out of Churchill when they were running on this trash ass surface. And it's like, they have, they have no idea what the form is coming out of it. Like, horses are running better coming out. They're worse. Who knows? How, how are you supposed to even know how this is going to play? I have no idea. They're going to run, like, two lanes because they're still worried about it. It's a mess. I'll go set piece on top. How about that? There's my rant, <laughs> and that's my pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, can we get to race 11 on the card? You know? Are they going to – will they shut it down before – um it's just like they have two races on the turf that day and they're both these fucking races you know arlington the most beautiful turf course and uh, anyways um yeah i I actually went with set piece here as well i i don't i don't know like the forbidden apple it's the trip was atrocious that day um he i don't think he was going to win City Man kind of pulled away that, but he was right there with the rest of them, right behind City Man. And he never even ran until like the last, like almost less, probably like last couple hundred yards that he finally got going. And because he was behind horses, uh, but back, you know, before that, this horse loves Churchill Downs, four wins and five starts here. But the dinner party last, uh, the two back, I should say, you know, was really good that day. Um, anytime this horse is gone, mile 16th, uh mile and eighth mile and eighth is maybe like we only ran one time going mile and eighth but the mile 16th distance seems to be um the longer a little bit this horse has ran well so he hasn't had the opportunities going longer but i think the fact that he loves the churchill well what we know of the churchill downs track um and the fact that <clears throat> when he has gone a little bit longer uh the mile 16th he's been very good so uh, the other part to this is who else would you like? I think there's, you've got plenty of pace in the race to help set things up for set piece. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's, it's hard to take uh, Smooth Like Straight as a favorite at Churchill Downs when he hasn't won in 
you know, God, however many starts, right? So many. And, you know, Santana is a horse that I thought about because he did win over this surface. I put him in second, but at the end of the day, I think set piece is a little bit better of a horse. I'm totally with you, Forbidden Apple. That was kind of a mess for a lot of horses. There was a lot of horses that didn't get great trips in that spot. Uh, and if you remember, that was a hell of a race. I mean, a toughie uh, for opening weekend there at Saratoga. And I, I don't really hold that one against him. Set piece does have wins over this course when it was a normal course. Uh, I don't know what that's going to mean for, for Saturday. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think it does come down between the one and the six as far as who's who to play on top. And I hope smooth like straight wins because I do really like have a soft spot for this horse, but he's just tough to pick as a favorite until you see him win again. Yeah, let's talk about him real quick because he is a very likable horse. And obviously, you know, I think it, when you look at this field, it does make sense. I wasn't, I didn't mean to like he shouldn't be the favorite. It's just, you know, five to two favorite. Like you expect, you know, you expect to have like a, a Chad Brown star in here or something where the horse is like nine to five. But um, yeah, I mean, he has won at Churchill Downs. He has one at this distance, four, you know, four starts at this distance, one win, uh, two seconds and a third. So he always he always runs well at this distance. And, you know, past that, I mean, the horse has had what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight triple digit buyers. So you'd like straight. I mean, he's a consistent as consistent yeah. as they come. Um, you know, whether it be right on the lead or whether it be right off the lead, he's He's a player. If you're if you're set piece, if you're you know Santine or whoever, you're gonna have to probably get by smooth like straight to win this thing. And the horses he lost to would probably win this race, right? The ones that he's lost to here coming into this. That's just it. Like you know, he he went up against more Mo Forza when that horse was just like unbeatable, you know. Then Miller got off the juice for a while and more <laughs> Mo Forza sucked, but all of a sudden he was in the in the breeders' cup and he had a take on space blues and he got second to space blues and space blues that would be like one to nine in this race so but again when he gets second 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 so many times and then last time out was the problem he didn't run very well in a race he should have won right and against a horse that he's beaten a lot uh in the past so and he wasn't really close like the other losses like oh he lost by half and this it's like that race he lost by multiple links so it's like is he slowing down or is he kind of discouraged, getting tired, whatever you want to say? So that's the problem. The other horse, like field pass is one. I feel like it's a weird day. He's kind of a weird horse that shows up in these races. Maybe field. I'm going to put field pass on the ticket. I just think when he's at his best, you know, he has a shot here. And if that course is kind of messed up, I don't think he'll care. He's ran like literally everywhere. So I put field pass in there as a long shot as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he looked pretty good, I thought, uh, last time out of, <laughs> at Lone Star. Um, you know, and you, you, you smooth like straight, man. Like, he, you kind of forget that he was, he's been in some battles, you know, yep. like he's, he was that, you know, the Colonel Liam domestic spending dead heat. He was right there too. That was the other one, you know, he was right behind them. He got just barely got edged, but, you know, he got third by neck to that. You know, like you mentioned, Mo Fours and Space Blues. Well, before that, even United, you know, just barely beat him. Like he's been facing, he faces the best of the, you know, he's, that's why he is, you know, that's why he's the five to two favorite. So it makes sense. I'm just going to try to beat him. So, yep. 
I don't know. Is there anything you do? Like, usually the Arlington Million is is a race that is a very, you know, it's a pretty solid indicator of of you know what's to come. It's on the Breeders' Cup when you're in, but it is a you know the top older turf horses in in America. Is there anything in like this year? Just doesn't seem like you can get too excited about either any of them moving out of the race, like when it comes to the Breeders' Cup, or is there someone that's you know that you think could? It feels like um, almost like the United Nations type at Monmouth, right? Where it's like, yeah, it's a pretty good field. There's some decent horses, big competitive race. I don't want them when they're going elsewhere, right? Uh, unless they're at a place similar to Monmouth. Like, you don't want them at the top level. So that's what it feels like to me. Um, no, I don't think there's a, there's just not a real great horse in this race. And I, and I guess, like, that shows you too, like, just, just, I guess Chad Brown just doesn't have any, you know, because this is like his race. You know, he he's had you know Beach Patrol, Robert Bruce, Brixton Mortar last year. Domestic spending was in it. Somehow he lost to two Emmys. But you know what I mean? Like he he sends all his stars. Or is it a matter of hey, I'm not touching that turf track with my my great horses? Like I'm not doing that. I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think that's exactly what it is. And why would you? Would you? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk on it. My, I wouldn't walk on it myself. I'd no, a twisted ankle. No, I wouldn't put. I wouldn't let my cat play on it. <laughs> she can handle it. I think. Um, wouldn't let the dog okay. though. She's getting older. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She, yeah. She'd break. She'd break down on that track. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, you and I are both on set piece. We'll come back to this. Uh, amazing turf course here in a little bit for the beverly d earlier on the card sorry i have to you know we have to but uh let's say we go to saratoga their turf course is okay right that's i would i would very much enjoy going to saratoga yeah let's go to saratoga yeah, so um make these lights brighter there we go. yeah you're looking rough over there it's it's bad yeah kind of look like like i kind of keep thinking you get closer and closer because you're trying to see you like look like the Blair Witch Project over there, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> In the four-star Dave. Um, all right, let's go to Saratoga on Saturday for uh, race 10, the four-star Dave handicap. It's a grade one worth $500,000. It's a handicap for three-year-olds and up going one mile on the turf. It is a Breeders' Cup winning you're in. For the fan dual mile and uh, Halterman, it's uh, right on cue, right? With what we're used to at Saratoga this meet, a five-horse field and multiple Chad Browns in the race. And as I said on my preview video that you can find on our YouTube page right now, you're basically deciding, which we've done a lot this meet in small stakes races on turf, especially which Chad Brown am I going with and which Chad Brown are you going with the Philly Regal glory at six to five or Mason that Flavian Pratt teams up with Chad Brown to ride at two to one. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's one of those two. Uh, I think the get smoking horse might get out in front, but I mean, we've seen that before and I think he'll get caught. Um, I explain something to me before I, before I make my pick, if you, if you could, Jared, why does a race like the forbidden apple, which is the prep for this one, get 12 horses for, uh, you know, for a purse, like, I don't know what it is. It's at least, you know, a third of the size. I think it's a fourth of the size. And then this one gets five for being a grade one. I just don't get it. Like, I, I can't figure it out. I don't know. 
it, you know, and at first, my first thought was like, well, okay, you got there are a million on the same day, but no, like it's a it's a mile race. It's not the same horses. They're not aiming for the you know. So I don't, I don't, I I, I understand. I can at least start to understand the the Whitney conversation. Yeah, no one wants to face life is good and and uh, and Olympiad and you know what I mean. Like you can yeah. understand smaller fields, but in these turf races, and I mean no offense, like I think Real Glory is really good, and I think Mason is a little bit below her, but I think I mean you can run third at the at the at worst in a five hundred thousand dollar Grade One at Saratoga. Like, is there just not horses to? It's getting it's getting ridiculous. I, I don't know. It's just every stakes, and we'll talk about the Saratoga Special here uh, on Rapid Fire in a little bit. It's mm-hmm. it's another. It's not on the turf. It's another really small field. Like they just can't get the other races are fine. Yeah, it's like these races aren't. It's ridiculous, embarrassing. Anything you want to, anything you want to say, right? And you know, at least like with the Whitney, like you said, you had a monster in there or two. You know, Olympiad before that, uh, before the race was everybody's kind of darling. But you also, it's like, okay, they ran the Alley Dar, which was a the weaker race, and it had like six or seven too. So it's, at least it's consistent. This is like you get twelve of them or a full field. I don't remember. There were twelve or thirteen in the Forbidden Apple, and it's like. All right. Well, the four star day will have at least eight or nine, and you're going to get three or four out of this. Here we are. You know, I just don't get it. And it's just like, why wouldn't you want to run? And, and think about the test last week, right? It drew a short field, but it's like when the sometimes these horses don't show up, and then it's wide open, and you've got a great shot, and you can win with Shy Town Lady at 17 to one, right? So I, I just don't get it. But uh, to this race, I have a hard time going against Regal Glory. I think Regal Glory is the real freaking deal. Um, Mason, I like. I don't think he's elite. I think it would take a really, really good horse, male or female, to beat Regal Glory. I don't think there's one in here. So I'm going to go with a Philly Regal Glory on top. All right. We'll see if we can go two for two. That's uh, <laughs> uh, that's who I picked. I just – I'm with you. I, I think I, I – I've, I know I've, we've, I think we've both both cashed on Mason several times, but it's just like he hasn't faced anything really. He's and I definitely don't think he might be elite. I guess we don't you know we'll find out. But he's certainly not faced a horse like Regal Glory. I just like I, I, you, she's won four in a row. Three of them were Grade Ones. The other one was a Grade Three, but it was the Pegasus World Cup Billy Mare Turf. Mm-hmm. She and and none of them none of them close. Uh, she just cruises um, in the, in the just a game. She cruises by walking, knocking in Italian who both came back to win stakes races in Italian, won the grade one Diana next time out. And she's, I mean, she's, she's just running on a different level than these horses. And that's why he put her in here. And I just, until proven otherwise, especially going, <laughs> going a mile, I, I don't know how, you know, She's won seven times at going a mile and, and 12 stars. She's she's three for three at Saratoga. You know, I haven't seen her this year at Saratoga, but <laughs> she likes Saratoga. So yeah. she's gonna be awful tough to beat. And frankly, I think she this is like I say, this is a win you're in for the dirt mile or the, the turf mile. Like she's a legit contender for that race. I think so too. I think so too. I and especially like if we're gonna just run away from her, like here, maybe you know, maybe maybe we're gonna get surprised. Maybe we're gonna go, oh, that's why nobody entered. She's just dominant. But 
It's just weird. Like, I just, I don't get it, but I, I do think she's awfully darn good. And Mason's a horse, you know, he ran really well at Keeneland and lost in a race. He should have won. Right. Uh, that, that was just a kind of a fluke loss, but even though he's won, he's looked good. He's faced really weak fields and he hasn't been overly impressive, especially last time out. So and I just think uh, Rio Glory is going to be going to be tough here. I, I almost think Casa Creed might be the upsetter of the bunch, but I think I think Rio Glory is better. Yeah, Casa Creed is very interesting in here. Um, I agree. I've only seen this horse once since uh, since Made On, and you know looked really good. And this horse likes uh, likes uh, Saratoga and likes this distance. Uh, you know, I, I am. Just probably might burn me a little bit, but I kind of am taking a little bit of a stand against the four Mason. I just I don't I I he I just don't think he's two to one good enough. You know what I mean? And so I'm gonna try to get him beat here, especially like underneath. Like I like playing like a real glory. Um I kind of like the five to like set the pace and hold on for a second, you know, get passed by Regal Glory and hold on for a second, so you get that cold exacta, something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, or you could play a Costa Creed over Regal Glory, some you know, like get a little bit creative because if you can get, I, I'm gonna try to get Mason out of it. Is what what my point is there? Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's a bad idea at all. You got to get one of them out. We talk about this all the time. You want to cash a three one exacta there? That's 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 what you want. You don't want to play a three four, you know. So, right, you know, cash a, a three one. That that'd be great. So, you know, obviously, what was it? When when was the, wasn't last year? No, it was last year. Two years, two years, or she won it twice, got Stormy, won the four-star day, but it was last year as well. I forget that. But yeah, she won it back in 2019. She won it again in 2021. Um, so yeah, we, we get looked to see a, a Philly win this thing again. And, you know, like we talked about the Arlington Million, not, but I kind of alluded to it a second ago, like, Kind of feels like whether it be her or whether it be Mason, even if Mason does prove me wrong and, and is the goods, like this is this, you know, for in terms of the mile that, you know, this is a race that's is very key, even though it's a small field. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you're right. If 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 one of these horses wins and they're impressive, they're gonna be around. It feels like a European race again this year. Um, so it's hard, always hard to talk about Breeders' Cup when it comes to the turf races uh, like this, but I mean, we're trying to figure out who's the best. And if Regal Glory wins, I think she's easily Crowner is the best one, right? If she can go out and dust him again like she's been doing, then yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard to play against her uh, at all moving forward yeah. because, yeah, she might be just be that good. So four-star Dave might be a small field, but Halter and I both are on number three, the Philly, to get it done, Regal Glory. <laughs> Put this comment up. Man, you should have come say hi. I was I was in rare form Saturday. That was that would have been fun. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like spotting a wild animal, you know. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to disturb it. Just just kind of t- take a picture from the distance, maybe. I did. Like there were definitely uh, a few people that were like, "Ah, should we go up to him?" Like you could tell they're like, "Ah, hey, are you?" Are you him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Cool," you know. And they're like, they approach very softly. It's all right. It's all right. I'm wild, but it's fine. 
Once you hit the pick, once we, once we hit the pick five, it was over for you. You had no chance. Yeah, that's true. I was pretty calm, and then I then that pick five, like that, that's kind of changes the dynamic of your day for sure. So. <laughs> oh shit! Um, I would have loved to have seen that picture. By the way, I, although I knew, I do know what he's like. So <laughs> I still, I still would have liked to have seen it. Um, I can no. tell. I, I, I text. Uh, I text, right? I was talking to Magic that day, you know, and I was like, "Yeah, I've seen this halter move. I, you know, we hit something big. I, it's it's downhill from here." Well, you know, you put a lot of pressure on yourself in those bigger days, and when you hit it and you hit yeah. it early, it's like, okay, now we can have some 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 a, All like, the, a lot of fun. It just kind of oozes out, you know. You're like, "Oh, okay, we did it." Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do you have hey, jello shots? I want I want to tell you this story, okay? So. Vinny's wife brought jello shots, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, they, by the end of the day, they they had melted. So she gave me another one and I opened it and I poured, I had a white shirt on, I poured it all <laughs> over. Blue, bright blue, just a streak all over it. Oh, shit. I'm walking around Saratoga and I'm like, oh, this is bad. Jason was with me. I said, this is bad. Like, this is embarrassing. Like, even, even I was embarrassed, right? And she sees us and she's like, oh, don't worry about it. She went and got something from the bar. I don't know what it was. Like, Jason, you might remember. I don't remember. And she started like dabbing my shirt. I'm like, what are you doing? You're nuts. Gone. It completely took the stain. I don't know what it was. Wow. We were like, like that. you're a magician. Vinny's wife did that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Tonic. Oh, tonic. That's what it was? Huh. Halterman just knows the gin, so. Yeah. That's wild. Anyway, yeah, she was, and I was like, Brittany, like, come on, like, you're not, you know, you're not going to do anything to this. And I looked down and I was like, okay, yeah, you did. That's, there you go. I'm surprised, even, you know it was bad if at that stage of the game, you were still embarrassed by it. It <laughs> and then, you know, over me. You know it was bad. You look like Cause a I, cause little I, kid. Because I've seen this guy walk around, <laughs> walk around the track, like you know, like um, you know, Freddy Krueger or something. You know, Edward Scissorhands walking around with cups, just like like a child, banging them around, clinking around. He didn't give a shit. So if you you know that if if he's embarrassed, it must have been bad. I wish you would have taken a picture of that, Jason. I would have loved to have seen that too. It literally looked like if a little kid had a like a sippy cup of Kool Aid and he did <laughs> well. this, and the the like the lid fell off of it and just. <laughs> I was like, this is embarrassing because it was it was during the Whitney, I think. So we still had a couple of races like I got to get out of here. Like, this is bad. Like, give me walking around like this, you know. <laughs> wow. There you it go. Tonic, day, man. Tonic for the save. Yeah, it was a day. It sounds like it. Man. <laughs> I mean, do you remember life is good winning? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that bad. All right, time for Rapid Fire presented by BetPTC. Bet with the racing dudes at BetPTC and get a $200 new member bonus. Use promo code DUDES at BetPTC.com to get your promo now. All right, let's go. Let's stay at Saratoga. Let's go to race four on the card on Saturday. This is uh, the grade two Saratoga special. 200K for two-year-olds going... Uh, going six and a half furlongs, Halterman, a field of five shows up for this one. Four to five on Gulfport, the Askewson Rosario combo. 
but you've got this Damon's Mound horse at 75 uh, with Level and Saez aboard. Gabriel Saez, I should say. I mean, I Gulfport is it, obviously should be the favorite, but that too looks eyeing really fast. So thoughts? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good race between those two. I think it could go either way. I, I really thought Gulfport would be a like a stone cold single uh, and not have to think about it much because I knew he was coming to this race after that nice race last time out at Churchill. I still think Gulfport's going to be a little bit better. I think it'll be a challenge though. Um, you know, end of the day, haven't analyzed the other races around it, so not sure what I'll do as far as singling or going what doing whatever. But uh, I, I do have to put golf court on top. I, I was just way too impressed. Um, I did watch Damon's Mound's uh, debut at Churchill. It was really, really good, and no disrespect to him whatsoever. But I'll stick with Asmussen and Rosario with golf court here. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like you're gonna see the two. I don't know. The two missed the break on debut, so we'll see. But obviously, the horse wants to go to the lead. So if the two just goes, you could see Rosario just kind of sitting right off of them. Uh, but it'd be just, yeah, I mean, these are two-year-olds, of course, and, you know, going, you know, longer than they have in the past. And so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're inching our way closer to these two-year-olds getting to become three-year-olds, and these could become, you know, serious players in the, uh, especially a horse like, I mean, no offense to Damon's Mound, but, like, a horse like Gulfport, it's an Asmussen, it's an Uncle Mo, a high purchase price, you know, the connections are all there. Like, he's the kind of horse that you could see come, you know, like Epicenter or something. You know, he's the horse that you could see come January 1st being, you know, on the top of the radar in terms of, the, of derby horses. So, obviously, a lot to happen between now and then. But do you view him as being that kind of horse? Possibly. Maybe, right? I it, it, This is kind of the one where it's like, okay, we'll see, right? Uh yeah, he, he feels a lot like Gunite, you know, and it's just like, okay, now can he go win those races or at least win the, like, he's not, I guess, not, probably not going to be the hopeful, but can he come win the, you know, a race like uh, here, the Saratoga Special, and, and move on from there? But it, it's hard to say until they get up here, right? This is kind of the where it's like, okay, yeah, that horse is really good. Um, that Churchill early form, it's like, yeah, okay. Like, we're seeing the numbers, and we can see that this horse is fast. And you can watch and say, wow, he's he's looks really talented. But it's also very early. Now we're starting to get more and more of, uh, of kind of the most talented ones starting to square off. But, you know, and then again, we have five in this race. So, you know, it's like you pretty much just got to beat this two horse. I don't know. I really like golf court. Like I said, I was super impressed that day at Churchill. And... So this is the next test, right? <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, that's ultimately who I went with as well, number four, just because, you know, I think it's not like it doesn't happen, but, you know, when a horse wins by seven on debut and it kind of has that hype and then bounces back to win by 12 and a quarter the next time out in a stakes race, like, he's obviously very talented. And, and uh, it, you sometimes can see, like, the horse do it, you know, being really fast early and then the second time out, isn't quite as good or whatever bounces a little bit not the case for this one this horse Skullport, seems to be the goods and i, I think uh even if the two wants to try to blaze the four has that stakes experience to be able to kind of let that horse do what he wants and then you know run late so i like the four Gulfport as well and i think he's inter- i think he's an interesting horse uh for sure as we move forward of course wrapping up saratoga and then going into the fall and you never know. I mean, could be at the Breeders' Cup. Um, 
later in the year. All right, let's go to, where is it? The Beverly D. Let's go to Churchill Downs. Go back to Churchill Downs on Saturday for earlier on the card. Race five, the Beverly D. Uh, grade one, 500K. Phillies and Mayors, three-year-olds and up, going one and one-eighth miles on the turf. Halterman, give me that D. That was for you. A field of five. What do you think of this D horse or this D race? <laughs> oh man, if there was a D horse, I certainly would pick uh, that that Philly or Mare. Um, They're kind of funny. It only got five. Was my first reaction. I was like, yeah, that's what you get. Uh, I went with Family Way. I, I didn't think enough of the O'Brien horse. Uh, I'm really like Regier for Chad. It's like I I don't know. Maybe she wakes up, and I'm not sure. But I went the number two Family Way. You know, this horse has ran extremely well against really good horses. You know, almost, you know, was right there with Bleecker Street. Um, and that horse would be like one to nine, I feel like, in this field. So I, I think Family Way, it's her turn to, to win it. Uh, you know, it seems like a, a, a competition drop to me. I, I just, I don't think a whole lot of these horses. I really thought Rougier would, would kind of step up last time and rebound. And she was almost worse honestly and i just i don't know maybe she goes to churchill and she likes that surface i'm, I'm not sure but i thought hey family way she's very consistent getting beat by really good horses i think she kind of gets her day in the sun here so number two family way for me yeah i'm you know even though it come back to burn us or you know i'm like with mccullick like i'm like rougier even worse like i'm just done with her until yeah. proven otherwise because yeah those last two races have just been awful and I mean, like you say you easily could because i mean she's we know i mean she obviously has a ton of talent and we've seen it <clears throat> on display but hasn't seen it lately so uh, four races now and we've gone four for four on the same pick so i don't know we're, we're gonna ride or die this thing i guess number two family way that's and you kind of hit hit it on the head a little bit with you know the competition you know you look at bleaker street that race i mean family way looked like she was home in that last one and just bleaker street just ran huge and i honestly think the one before that was even more impressive yeah more like goddess yeah that war like goddess beat her but you, this was a very interesting you know family go back and watch the bewitch it's you know it's been a minute you know it was in april go back and watch that race because this is so interesting Family Way and, and Gaffion did everything they could to keep, and I remember that race, you know, I think we, because we, at that time, of course, we were betting, um, Warlike Goddess, we're like, get out, you can't get out, you know, because he just did everything he could to keep Warlike Goddess inside, and she literally just battled, she's a beast of a horse, battled her way through, went through, and then, and then Family Way came and tried to get her again. It was, yep. it was a, it was a very gutty effort, I thought. Um, and then bounces back, of course, and almost wins that in New York. I mean, unless, you know, unless Rougier just runs like huge, like the, you know, the race that we've been, we thought she was, I don't think, I think Family Way is going to be very tough. And then did you have any thoughts on Lily Pond, the, uh, the international horse for Aiden O'Brien? Yeah, Lily Pond is, I just didn't think enough of her to pick her on top. Um I don't know what she is, really. She did win last time out. She'd been pretty disappointing, in my opinion, uh, before that race. And so disappointing that she was 8-1 to one in that last race and won, right? So uh, she could certainly come over here and win. I mean, this is obviously not a field that's going to scare you very much. So I, I do have some thoughts uh, on her. I think I had her in second. Um, 
you know, I, I just, there wasn't enough positive signs for me. And like I said, family way, really, really good. First race of the year also off of a long layoff, got beat by Virginia Joy. And that's a pretty good horse. Ran pretty well up at Saratoga last week against the Warlike Goddess. So. And Greg, you're right. I mean, you, we've been burned. If you if you bet Family Way, you've been burned by her twice. And she certainly has that, uh, you know, maybe on her, you know, starting. If she can, if she manages to lose this one too and run like a good second, you're starting to wonder, can she win one of these races? You know, can she actually get it done? Um, well, so we'll see. If if you better to beat Warlike Goddess, that's kind of on you. Um, I mean, if you're taking a shot against a short price, it's one of those like that's a brutal loss. But at the same time, it's like she just wasn't good enough, right? Okay, let me let me rephrase that. You're right, but that's not being burned. That's taking a shot against the favorite and your horse running well, but she's not as good as the favorite. That's how yeah. I look at it. I don't really look that look like that as well. She burned me, right? Like that's just damn. Like that horse was just too good. Yeah, but sometimes those are the, sometimes those are the worst beats when you when you try to beat a heavy favorite and and she looks like a winner and she looks like she's going to win and just can't quite get you're like oh you know you had it but you just can't get it done those are brutal losses um but yeah i mean the other race though yeah with Bleecker street I mean, yeah and then the one before that before we like got us yeah um yeah the form is certainly there she is in great form this i i'm with you i just think she i hope we get somewhere in the ballpark of where she was at on the morning line uh, i yeah it, yeah the other race greg you just saw the comment yeah that one you could kind of feel like yeah so that's, she should have she had a shot in that one all right let's go to del mar to wrap this up uh we got two stakes uh two stakes races uh to talk about on the card let's go to race six to start things off the yellow ribbon handicap grade two or 250k for phillies and mares three-year-olds and up going one 116 miles on the turf field of seven Lines up this one. You always count on uh, count on Del Mar to give us some fields, right? They, they yeah. at least get more than five. <laughs> um, field of field of seven in here, six to five on Going Global. Your morning line favorite, deserving favorite at that. But are, why is it I can't quite get there to trust her to get it done? Are you? Yeah, I didn't get fancy. I picked going Going Global. I think there's a couple reasons why you couldn't quite get there. She lost as a four to five favorite last time out. I think that's glaringly number one. And number two, it's Del Mar. And it just seems like, you know, weird shit happens at Del Mar all the time. Um, you know, you just just watch watch four or five races and you'll see some weird stuff, right? But why I ultimately picked her is she, she does do very well at Del Mar. She won uh, two in a row last season at Del Mar and she was second in the other one. Uh, maybe just that race last time out was a little too long for going global. That's what I'm going to chalk that up to. Um, I think getting back to a mile 16th, like I said, doing well at Del Mar. I don't see a ton of like just fantastic horses in here to pick. There are a couple that are interesting. Uh, Park Avenue, I found a little bit interesting coming from Lone Star, uh, you know, back into California may have a shot. She's done good on the turf, but End of the day, I just thought going global is just going to be a little bit better. So I went going going global. Yeah, this was one of those cases for me personally where do I think going global is going global the most likely winner of the race? Yes, I, I do think so. I mean, she's got a lot of class. Um, she's a grade one winner. Um, she's capable of running big races. She's, you know, two wins and three starts at Del Mar. The other one was a second. So she runs well here. 
So yes, is she the most likely winner? Probably so, but she's going to be bet hard. She's a six to five morning line favorite. So I'm going to try to beat her. I'll use her and everything, of course, but I'm going to try to beat her on top with the five Park Avenue. You kind of alluded to her. I think she's interesting. You know, a horse that's only ran on the turf twice, um, oddly enough, and won both of them and won them nicely too. I mean, she was, you know, she won a on the turf going a mile and eight, looked really good at Santa Anita, ran that race at Lone Star like you talked about. Um, that race was was sneaky good in itself. Beat a horse uh, named Avenue de France who came back to win, uh, won a stakes race, and you know got headed that day. Like was in the lead, got headed, then she battled back. And granted, it's going to be take tougher to. to to win this thing here but i just you know i think that front end speed will make her very dangerous in this position and they're gonna have to try to kind of kind of come get her and you know if going global just isn't quite good enough to come you know to to get there i think the five has a chance to upset the up, upset this thing um on the front end and and she's got hard i think she showed that last time out so i'm on number five park avenue in this one we we finally split and you picked my second choice, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg and I'll get it. There you go. Yeah, I, that's a good pick. I mean, I get it. I get it. <clears throat> he likes Avenue to France to upset. Um, I heard that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the horse I've mentioned. Um, yeah, came back to win. If I mean, if you like that horse, you gotta like Park Avenue, right? Right. Yeah. Greg, so. Um, all right, let's, let's go to gotta feed that dog. Yeah, uh, she wants to walk, and it's like, it's like, hey, it's a jungle in here. All right, let's go to race nine. Um, uh, later on the card, it's Rinto Stakes, grade two or the 200k for Phillies, two year olds going six furlongs. Uh, Phil seven's gonna be scratched down to a Phil six there. Uh, another, another more two-year-old racing halter. It's time for the Philly side. The boys will run on Sunday as well. But eight to five on procrastination for McCarthy. Nine to five on absolutely zero for Doug O'Neill. Doug O'Neill's got three in the race. Which one did you go with? Or are you going to go uh, try to get upset here? Yeah, I'm going to. I mean, it's the second choice of the board. So but it's really not an upset. Or number six, absolutely zero for me. Uh, I just like, you know, they debuted this horse at Santa Anita, ran well, right back in the stakes, ran very well again in one. So perfect two for two. And it's a cow bread and they never mess with cow breads from the start. Right. Like they went right into open company uh, from the very start. I thought that was a good sign. They know what they've got in the source. I mean, again, it's a cow bread. Sure. But it's a Nyquist horse out of a square Eddie mare. I mean, pretty good breeding no matter where you're from. So. I'm going to go with one of the Doug O'Neill runners, the number six, absolutely zero. Absolutely no chance. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I I didn't pick. Hey, we, we, oddly enough, hey, you know, we get to Del Mar. We talk about how tough Del Mar's been, and we split. Yep. We go to, we go separate directions. I went with the I went with a favorite. You know, talking about not this time earlier, I went with the one procrastination, which I think is a very good name for a not yeah. this time sire. Anyways, I love, I love that. Um, but, you know, just i think just plain and simple i'm not gonna like get sneaky this horse i think is just faster than everyone else in the field and you look at this horse debut going five furlongs put up a 74 buyer for a two-year-old debut is really impressive went 22 and 45 finished in 56 and four i mean i i get that it's it's different tracks that's low sal but for instance like absolutely zero runs that five furlongs at 59 flat on the line. I mean, I think, I just think the one is just faster. 
plain and simple. So I'm going to try to take that. There's a lot of speed in the race, though. So if I'm, if I'm wrong and she's not fast enough, um, this thing could set up uh, for even if it's if it's a six, it kind of sits off of it just a tad there. So I definitely like those two. Um, Greg likes uh, St. Doll. Is he like, like St. Doll, the other Doug, the other, other Doug O'Neill? Yeah, I think so. I think that, that one makes a little bit of sense. It's who I would like uh, second of his two. Um, yeah, I think I think it does make sense to try to play this horse. It's interesting though. Um, Vasquez jumps aboard, uh, and Fry was on the on the debut. So now what? Like now, no, Fry's on a different horse. I didn't know what that meant, so I was a little bit worried about that. But Ramon's a good jockey. I mean, we we've known Ramon for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, any any thoughts on this group? Any you know? Can these horses you know? be anything for the Phillies division moving forward? I'm not sure. I didn't particularly think anybody in here was just a world beater. Um, you know, could prove could prove us wrong. O'Neill's horses, sometimes they'll kind of go along there and it's like, yeah, they're okay. They're not bad. They're not bad. And then boom, they'll run a huge race. That could happen here. Uh, but going into it, I'm not like over the moon excited about it. All right. Uh, I got the one procrastination. Halterman's got the six. Absolutely zero. <laughs> What's for dinner over there? You got you got the mom. Is she feeding you? Heather's mom feeding you guys over there? Well, um, yeah, but she they're gone, so it's just it's just Heather and I tonight. So, uh, oh, I don't know. You're gonna miss those all the all the food you've been eating over there. Yeah, I know, I know. Don't know what's gonna happen now. We'll see. Hit hit, hit the treadmill when you get home, I guess, huh? Maybe. Nah. 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 No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Shotty, love the episode. Appreciate it. Make sure you guys hit like. I hate the video it. if you're watching it. If you yeah, if you subscribe, if you haven't subscribed already, what the hell are you doing? But subscribe if you like it. We appreciate that. And uh, hit the notification bell. Yeah. Ding. Do it. Do it. Or be cursed. Shotty's done it. Shotty's done it. I know Shotty, Shotty has done it. Oh, did did you know? Did you know about Shadi's gifts? Did not. Uh, oh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to give me a little more information. What's her gifts? I have a gift for you. It's from Shadi. Did she like come over or something? No. Give it to you? <laughs> no. What kind of gift are you talking about here? I'm not sure I'm comfortable with this. I can't tell you. I want it to be a surprise. Okay. Okay. Is it is it as good as the gift I got from Ricky? It's way better. <laughs> I Shotty, I haven't seen him. I, I didn't give it. Come on, I'm in New York. Halterman's disappeared from the face of the earth basically for the last month. So yeah. I, I don't I don't see the guy. Yeah, it's a be, it's a be, it's a it's a good gift. It's a it's a better gift than Ricky's. Yeah, for sure. I mean. I okay. Well, I care more about that gift now than I do Ricky's. I never cared about Ricky's, to be fair. Maybe but... I don't know where Ricky's is. <laughs> I think I know. <laughs> it doesn't surprise it's... me. I didn't. I'll be honest. Cool. I didn't expect to ever get it. We'll see. I know where Shotty's is. I I actually packed Shotty's up, so I wouldn't forget it. Yes. No, I didn't open Jared's. I just opened. Oh my gosh, he wrote a letter too, and yeah, I guarantee you that he resealed that thing. He read it. I didn't read it. 
Uh, Jesse, email us. Uh, we, used to, we used to have merch up. Uh, now it's all in my basement. We just, we just like said, fuck it. Just, just email us. Contact at racingdudes.com. Um, let them know your sizes and stuff. And we got some hats and shirts. And I don't know if I have any polos left. Um, but uh, we'll hit you up. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> wax sealed. Wow, Shotty. I, I'm now I'm nervous. It's there was like a like a promise ring on it. Yours too. <laughs> no, that was. Oh wow. Well, you know. <laughs> oh. Won't be the first time I got one of those in the mail. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not lying. That's what's funny about it. Oh, if I had a dollar for every time. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right. That's all the time we have. Check us out on racingnews.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the uh, Get Racing News Premium button, the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. Remember, uh, Racing News Premium subscribers can now compete against us in the Racing Dudes uh, Tournament Challenge. It continues tomorrow uh, only through horsetourneys.com. That's right. Tomorrow on Friday, August 12th, you can compete against us. Uh, all the dudes and uh, try to win some cash cash prizes $150 in horsetourneys.com site credit all up for grabs it's only available if you are a racing dude subscriber so you got to get to the website if you're already a subscriber just go to your dashboard it's right there if you're not again what are you doing and just subscribe to any of our premium products and you get invited for free uh and just gotta sign up to play so um hopefully i think i finished third last time shoddy i I was a total uh speed and fade that's what i was i i won like the first like four races or something like that literally i think i got a little like like one place after that and that's it so speed and fade that's what i did hopefully i can finish one of these things off eventually um but it was fun uh it was fun talking shit while i was ahead at the beginning but all right we're your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tra- tracks, we're on Twitter at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find all episodes of Blinkers Off by visiting the podcast page, uh, Apple Podcasts, all the places uh, you listen to your podcast. Remember, go check out the Magic Mike Show. They did the Saratoga Saturday Late Pick 5 preview. So if you want more information on that Late Pick 5 and how they're playing, uh, including that's, those stakes races, uh, make sure you go check out the Magic Mike Show on all the same platforms. And another... Another video we're doing now every morning, Wednesdays and su- Wednesdays through Sundays, the due to bet daily, where we all get on there. We give our best bets of the day, the single best bets of the day. And we've been on fire as of late. We got some action going on tonight, some NFL games. What's uh what's the scores of those games? Somehow we're betting on preseason football. I'm mad. Probably Mine not. lost today. So Oh boy. Halftime. The Giants are up. Hey, there you go. Um, Samich cashed cashed that bet. Um, oh, it's a push. Oh, he was, oh yeah, it was minus three. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, the Giants minus three. They're up 10-7. So you got a push. Uh I had the Ravens winning the game. They're down 10 to 7. That's great. So hmm. not going well, but maybe you know it's the preseason, right? We'll Who see. Cares? Yeah. Who cares? I know. That's what I told him. I was like, dude. I don't want to. I, I I hate the preseason, but here I am betting the pre because I saw you know NFL's on. I can't help myself. The 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 Ravens. Did you know the Ravens are going for their twentieth straight preseason win? Really? Twenty first. Twenty first. I'm sorry. They have twenty straight preseason wins dating back to 2015. 
You're kidding. Nope. I and did not know that. This is why, but this is that, and they are 18 and two against the spread in that streak. Good lord. Pretty, pretty amazing. That's unbelievable. So the Titans look to look to to ruin things for the old Ravens who apparently dominate the preseason. I don't know. Well, I guess they get something to watch. Play. <laughs> yeah, you can't can't screw up the game. No. Said you got Lamar, like the C minus version of Lamar Huntley in there. He's bad. I haven't looked at these. Let's look at this. Huntley, who scored? He's good. Mike Davis. I kind of thought, I kind of liked uh, no, Bateman. Didn't even have a catch. I kind of liked that Rashad Bateman this year in Baltimore, you know, now with, you know, Hollywood's gone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're going to look like, but I think he's somebody's going to have to have to uh, pick up the slack. Yeah. They grew to him a lot. Yeah, they did. He looked his way a lot. And Bateman had some hype last year. Um, of course, it didn't didn't uh, pan out. But, yeah, let's see. He's kind of like he's kind of like the guy, right, by default. I guess. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks, Shadi. Can't wait to get my gift. Even though it'll be like probably weeks before I get it. So No. Fine. No. We'll, we'll see about that. All right. Final thoughts, Altman. Are you going? Are you going to the track anymore? Or are you done? Uh, I'm done. I won't be back to the track until we're we're there for Travers. Um, this weekend, right. uh, we're going to pack everything up. We're going to leave. So yeah, that's it. All right. Until next time. Yeah, we will be live. I imagine some of us will be live tomorrow uh, at some point. Let's see what we'll we'll quick while we have some people on here. Um, I'll be li- I'll be able to do that tomorrow. I'll be live. Okay. The uh, have you looked at what the sequence is yet? <clears throat> I just found out about it today. Well, here we go. It starts at three fifty-five Eastern, Saratoga six. So six at Saratoga will kick things off the tournament tomorrow. So six at Saratoga, three fifty-five Eastern will run through six thirteen. So it's unlike last week or two weeks ago, and we had the. Del Mar ending the thing, and we had to wait after. I mean, I was like in bed by the time the thing ended. So this time it'll be from 355 Eastern to 613 Eastern. We'll be live somewhere in there to cover that. Probably the end of that sequence there, Saratoga 8th and the 10th, maybe as well. So cool. Um, stay tuned for that. And how, let's see, how dangerous do you guys think the Colts will be? Uh, I think Matt Ryan's interesting. He's got a line for the first time in his life. Um, I think they're going to be decent, and you know, Jonathan Taylor's a beast. So that you know, they, I think they got a good offense, best offense Matt Ryan's ever had. I think they're a playoff team, a thousand percent. Boy, towards the end of the year, they were getting really good, and so if they can build on that momentum and have a better quarterback, and the quarterback kind of does a Matt Stafford kind of, you know, they kind of remind me of each other. I think Stafford's a little bit more talented, but just getting out of that every year, we kind of just are sucky mentality. And it's like, Oh, I got new life with new guys. Yeah. I think they're going to be pretty good. 
I think they they get like 12 wins, right? 11, 12 oh, yeah. wins. Yeah. I think, I think they're... I think Matt Ryan, I don't know that he's going to be, you know, he, although he hasn't really necessarily been lately. And, and like, let's say fantasy, like he puts up some big numbers occasionally because he has to, right? Because yeah. they suck and they're just, you know, he's tossing the ball a hundred times in the game. He's going to finally get in a system that you, he shouldn't have to do that. You know, it should, yeah. the, the, everything should go through Jonathan Taylor. It should be the, per, I think that's the perfect kind of system. If you want to call it a system um for matt ryan that we've seen in a long time so he's interesting um i think for sure and i think that that they will be a playoff team for sure so. yeah i agree all right uh until next time we'll be on live tomorrow for the doozy bet daily at 11 central 11 a.m central so you want to know who we like for that day hopefully we get these um i've got the the ravens at minus three overall for the game so we need, we need to get this home We'll see. I'm seven to one. I need to get this thing home. So anyways, till next time, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Make sure you get to hit up the tournament with us. Uh, try to beat us in the dudes tournament challenge. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halsman. See you next time, guys. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. If you do not agree with this, you're cursed. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes 